0: The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers, by media lovers, just like you. If you want to support the show, go to jamieappsmedia.com. Welcome to The Commentary Booth, the ultimate weekly entertainment recap and review show. My name is Jamie Apps, and each week I'll be joined by a rotating cast of co hosts to run you through the entertainment media we've consumed during the week. Along the way, we'll provide you with insightful commentary and reviews. In today's bonus episode, I am joined by a YouTube and podcast content creator. She's the host and co founder of What's Good Games. Welcome to the show, Andrea Renee. You're known as the busiest lady in the business. Is that a moniker you wear with pride?
1: Absolutely. It was a funny thing when my friend Greg Miller first coined that nickname because he also is incredibly busy, but I've made it sort of my personal brand to always be hustling for the next project. When you're an independent contractor or you work freelance, you have to be your own best salesperson. And I have found that the busier you are, the more enjoyable, more rewarding my career is.
0: And during these historic times, how are you staying busy?
1: Because I've been grounded like everybody else during the pandemic, I have been making more content than I've made in a long time. I am excited that What's Good Games finally added a second episode every week that streams live. And I'm streaming more gameplay on our Twitch channel than I ever have before. And I finally got my passion project, What's Good Wine, off the ground.
0: What inspired that move to create What's Good Wine?
1: I was a professional bartender in a past life, and I routinely talk about cocktails and wine on What's Good Games and in my own personal social media feeds. And forever, people have been telling me that I need to start a cocktail show or like a bartending show. And I have always had a fascination, love, and appreciation for winemaking. After living in the Bay Area, so close to Napa Valley, I spent a lot of time in vineyards and speaking to winemakers, and I really grew a passion to make content about wine. And so far, it's been really fun, and I'm really looking forward to doing more stuff as soon as I can, you know, have people over to the studio.
0: I was going to ask, can we expect that to see that sort of channel expanding post shutdowns?
1: It's hard to say because I think in a perfect world, I would start traveling again and start booking jobs, but it's so uncertain. So I hope that I'm going to be able to do more content while I'm still in quarantine, but I eventually want to do more lifestyle content. Not that I don't love video games and love talking about gaming and tech, but I love so many other things as well. And wine is one of those things. So I do hope to do more content.
0: And you mentioned earlier about being a freelancer, you have to constantly hustle. You worked for a number of outlets. Is that a path you would recommend or do you wish you'd found a home base sooner?
1: Oh, gosh, no. I definitely would not recommend the path that I took. Mine was more of a path out of necessity than choice. In the early days of digital video, a lot of outlets had a lot of turmoil and turnover just because of the nature of the business, not only is it expensive to do video, whether you're broadcast or digital, but it's hard to chase the trends, to chase the algorithms, to know what can go viral and what's gonna be the next big clickable thing. And because of that, you know, a lot of media outlets come and go because it's really hard to make money. And I jumped around a lot because I was realizing that I needed to keep moving forward. On top of that, working in digital media also means that you have to wear a lot of different hats. And so when you wear a lot of different hats, it means you're kind of pulled in a lot of different directions. And as somebody who works on camera, I also wanted to do producing and writing and digital content creation and a bunch of other things. And I think with like the unfortunate part for me was that a lot of the producers that I worked with didn't think that somebody could be on-camera talent and also be a programming coordinator or a creative development executive at the same time. And so I kind of had to keep moving on until I found somebody that would allow me to spread my wings and work as hard as I was desiring to. And eventually that led me to starting my own business.
0: Was that hard constantly being told that you were just an on-screen talent?
1: The irony of your question is actually that a lot of the opportunities that were presented to me were more behind the scenes focused. I am very fortunate that I worked at companies that had a lot of different opportunities for advancement. But when it comes to being in a strategy role, they always presented as an opportunity that did not include being on camera. So it's interesting because I think a lot of people's assumptions would be, oh, well, we're only going to let you hold a microphone and be on camera when in reality – the more senior level positions that I were were offered were always behind the camera. And they didn't think that I would have the bandwidth to do on camera and off camera at the same time. And so it was a choice of take the more senior role in the promotion and stop being on camera or give up my dream of being on camera. And as you can tell, I'm definitely not giving that up.
0: Was it nice to prove those people wrong and show that you could do both roles?
1: Heck yes, it is. Nice to prove them wrong. I mean, let's be honest. I'm not where I want to be yet. I'm still chasing. Somebody asked me the other day, when was the moment that you feel like you made it in the industry? And I said, I don't feel like I've had that moment yet. I feel like I'm still pursuing that moment. I think that we all need to keep pushing and keep learning and keep striving for greatness. And the moment that you feel like you've achieved it is the moment that you're done. And it's over for you. I think that you only get better by continuing to grow. And so I think that, you know, seeing everything that we've accomplished with What's Good Games and being able to prove to people that, yes, that you can be in a strategic content role behind the scenes while also being on camera is something that I'm incredibly proud of.
0: Was the founding of What's Good sort of done to give yourself that home base and that opportunity to do all the roles?
1: 100%. I was freelancing in the San Francisco Bay Area and between gigs, I would have stretches where I wasn't working and I would find myself getting listless and getting frustrated that I couldn't find a regular home. I really wanted to be part of a full-time team. I absolutely did, but you know, because of the situation of where I was living in my husband's job there just wasn't an opportunity that had presented itself to me and so I decided to start my own thing and I had delayed in doing this even though I've had several friends ask me why I didn't start something sooner and it's because I knew exactly how much work it was to start a brand from scratch and thankfully I have amazing partners and the women that run What's Good Games with me have really empowered me to feel creative and also feel strategic at the same time while also using their skill sets to complement our business. And it's, it's been so rewarding. I'm not going to lie and say that it hasn't been a crap ton of work because it has, but it's definitely worth it.
0: And you celebrated three years a couple of weeks ago. How special was that moment?
1: I had to really take a beat this year. And I think, a lot of people needed to have that beat as well because we're all under an incredible amount of pressure and stress right now from a variety of standpoints. And when I looked back at our community and everything that our community provides, not only for us as hosts of the show, but for each other and the friendships that our community members have made with each other and how they're supporting each other now through this incredibly difficult time that we're all in, it really got me emotional, a lot more emotional than I was anticipating. We had a bunch of fans send in videos saying why they love our community and why they love our show and it was hard to go through the edits on because it was just it was all it was all just making me so so happy. And like it's crazy to be like, "Oh, I cried so many times, but they were all happy tears," but I did and it just means a lot. It means a lot that our community helps uplift
0: people. Is the community the thing you're most proud of or are there other moments that have made you proud during those three years?
1: The community is definitely something uh, we always look at as a defining attribute of what we've been able to accomplish because without our community... What do you really have? Like, what's the purpose to keep making content if you don't have people that are enjoying it and celebrating it and celebrating with each other? But we've done some really cool things and been part of some really cool partnerships. Working with Extra Life and the Sanford Children's Hospital to raise money for sick kids last year was an incredible moment. Getting to work with St. Jude's and raising money as part of Guardian Con was also great. You know, we've had a lot of other partners we've worked with as well, like Take This, which is a mental health charity, and being able to spread the gospel of it's okay to not be okay, and remind people that mental health matters, and also reminding people that it doesn't matter what you look like, who you love, what religion you have, how old you are, that anybody can be a gamer. That's really been a defining thing for What's Good Games for me is the inclusivity message of video game culture. Because as a woman, for a long time, I wasn't welcome in video games. I had very few friends that I played games with, and even fewer of them were female. And so when we got into the industry, well, I should say, when I got into the industry, it wasn't a very hospitable place for women. There was a lot of people questioning whether I was a true gamer, and that was a really hard thing to have to deal with. And so when we started What's Good, We wanted to make sure that there was a place for people to come and talk about video games and never feel like they weren't gamer enough, that they didn't play enough games or the right games or on the hardest difficulty. There was no qualifiers to being a gamer and to being a gamer in What's Good Games community. And that means everything.
0: I guess that message of inclusivity is really poignant at this point in time. (laughs)
1: Definitely. And what's ironic about that is that so many people play video games, but very few people consider themselves to be part of gamer culture. And that is because gamer culture has been so toxic for so many years. And I think we're finally getting to a point where we're overturning that and we're recognizing that grandparents play games, that gay people play games, that people of color play games, that young people, old people, non binary people play games. You know, it's like anybody can play video games and be part of gaming culture. And I think that. Where we're at today is in such a better place, but we still have a long way
0: to go. What have been the hardest things to deal with in terms of what's good games?
1: I think some of the hardest things to deal with is managing workload of the fun part of the job with the not so fun part of the job. We're a very small team and one of our three members is working full time and we Just recently, we're able to get a part-time hire in this year and she's been amazing. But it's mostly just Brittany and I running the business full-time. And it's tough because any small business owner will tell you, you do about 80 to 90% of the business of running the business and about 10 to 20% of the passionate part of why you started your business in the first place. And getting a grasp on that balance has been challenging at times because nobody wants to do bookkeeping. Nobody wants to do the taxes and nobody wants to, you know, have to manage doing all of the different aspects of content management, but it's part of the job and it's part of being successful.
0: Absolutely. Where do you envision What's Good Games being in another three years time?
1: Oh, man. I don't even know where I'm going to be in another three months time. It's crazy the idea that we can't plan anything anymore because of the pandemic. We get asked this question quite a bit and Brittany and I always say that we try to take it, you know, one month at a time because we never know what's going to happen. And we've always had the mindset that we want flexibility for the three of us that if an opportunity comes to anybody that they should feel open to taking it because even though we are fan-funded and we are selling sponsorships now, we still don't make enough money to pay anybody a full-time salary. So it's not like we could just up and leave everything else we're doing to earn income to solely work on What's Good Games. And I'm not sure that that's part of the plan, but I think... If I had to pipe dream, you know, where is What's Good Games in three years? We're still making podcasts. We still haven't broken our weekly episode streak. And hopefully we have a lot more voices to add to our roster of people who talk about video games for What's Good Games.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask, do you see yourself, Britt and Steimer, as the faces of the company forever or do you want to bring in those new voices?
1: That's a really tough question to answer because I think inherently... You know when you create something, you want to forever be associated with that thing, but there always will be a moment when a torch needs to be passed, right? And I would love somebody to take up the mantle eventually, but I definitely am not ready to envision what that moment looks like. It's still it's still too soon.
0: <laughs> what advice do you have for other aspiring YouTube and podcast creators, particularly women and girls?
1: If you're looking to get into content creation, you have to really love what you do. Have a passion first and foremost because it's going to be a long, hard road. It's late nights, it's early mornings, it's lots of content that just doesn't work out, it's lots of playing to an audience of just a few. But if you stick with it because you love it, it will be rewarding because you get passion from the creation and you just have to work hard. I feel like I say that whenever I get this question and sometimes it falls on deaf ears because it's assumed that you're gonna work hard, but I think sometimes people don't understand the sheer amount of work that goes into being a successful digital creator in a time where accessibility is at an all-time high and discoverability is more difficult than ever. Trying to manage algorithms and uploading and producing and planning, collaborating all on your own is a lot and it's easy to get burned out. But if you are passionate and you love it and you wake up every morning going, I can't wait to stream today. I can't wait to vlog today. I can't wait to edit today. Then you're in a good place.
0: And what are those things that have been keeping you going in these last few months where we've all been stuck at home in terms of media?
1: what's been keeping me going yep oh okay um
0: in terms of like tv shows movies whatnot
1: it's been such a wild ride like having time to catch up on old movies and tv shows my husband has been rewatching house from the very beginning and i forgot how much i loved that show <laughs> So that's been a, a, a big staple for us. But honestly, I've just been playing so many games. I have fallen down an Animal Crossing rabbit hole that I did not anticipate. I have never played Animal Crossing before. And when Animal Crossing New Horizons came out, I fully said everywhere that I had no intentions of playing, that it wasn't the type of game for me. And then I think the stress of the world and the weight of the situation that we find ourselves in just kept creeping on me when I was trying to play some of the games that I usually turn to, the more action-focused games. And I needed a break. I needed a relief. And that game has been such a relief for me in a way that I never would have anticipated. And I definitely am not alone there. A lot of people are playing it for the exact same reason.
0: I imagine Britt's quite happy about that.
1: (laughs) She is. I have actually played more Animal Crossing than she has now. She's been so obsessed with Yakuza she can't see anything else. (laughs)
0: Uh, finally, is there anything that you feel we've missed in terms of your story?
1: Um, I think the only thing that I would really want to reiterate is something that I didn't fully answer in your question about, you know, speaking to women and girls specifically is that I don't have to tell you that your authenticity is going to be questioned. I don't have to tell you that you're going to deal with some really inappropriate comments I would just encourage you to persevere. I would encourage you to remember that you're not alone and that you have support and that we need more of your voices. And if you're up for the challenge, we would love to help support you. And it's not going to be easy. I'm not going to pretend like it is, but being a woman in this world isn't easy to begin with. And I think that you're stronger than you think you are. So I hope that you... Follow your passion and don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, hopefully everything settles down and you stay safe.
1: Well, thank you so much for reaching out. Um, I'm just curious, one question before you go, like how did you find my content?
0: Uh, Through Kind of Funny. was where I was first introduced to you and have followed along since.
1: Oh, great. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, take care.
0: Thank you for listening to the commentary booth. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on social media at Jamie Apps Media. You can follow Andrea on Twitter at Andrea Renee and Instagram at Andrea Renee underscore. And finally, you can find What's Good Games on YouTube or Twitter at What's Good underscore Games. The Commentary Booth is a fan-funded production of Jamie Apps Media. You can support the podcast alongside our magazine Jamzine over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Media. The following people supported at the Jam publisher level or higher and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Brian and June Hart, Caitlin Fitzgerald, Courtney Paulson, Tracy Apps.